How are you doing? Uh, hope you guys are doing all right. This is uh, today's conversation. I'm here again with uh, Sam Lenore. Hey, Tim. Who, who, hey, hey, Sam. Hey. Um, just, I, I don't know 100% how podcasts work, but this is not like another installment where we did something. Like, we, I stood up and sat back down and we started talking again. Because <laughs> somebody said something worth, worth recording, we thought. So mm-hmm. we'll, just, we'll just go again. What was the question? Well, Tim, let's talk a little bit about the kind of leader that this moment calls for or needs or the kind of leadership that is um, best. You're saying that, well, I'm just going to use your words, <laughs> and now we're recording, so right. whatever. This is what you said. All right. um, too many pastors are out there right now pontificating. I didn't say too many pastors were. I said there's Some, going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of that. Right. I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. I, just, I always think of everything you say and I, I make pastors. it worse. I just make it. <laughs> it's, you said. I know. I know. I've been friends with you for 25 years. You've thrown me under the bus a numerous amount of times. There's nothing more fun. Um, yeah, man. There's pastors out there. I've seen some, some, some crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably going to get crazier. Listen, I, you know, fear is a great motivator, right? So, I, I, and you've heard me say this a bunch, like a good vacuum salesman brings dirt into the house. Yeah. So he can, you can watch him vacuum it up. Um, there's a bunch of dirt out there right now. It's going to be easy to throw that out for people. It's going to be easy to create, create that anxiety. And then it's going to be really easy to be the guy that fixes all of it, mm. right? That's going to be, that's a certain type of leader who comes in and says, I have all the answers for this. Um, and, and, you know, maybe they do, maybe they, they really believe that they do. Um, I don't think I've ever been that kind of leader because I'm often speaking, thinking, oh, I wonder, that sounds reasonable. I hope that's true. Mm. Um, well, at the same time, certainly informed by scripture. But I think what we are going to see is we're going to see a lot of answers to, to, you know, to fear and to questions. And some of it will be very, you know, creating that security that we talked about in the last episode weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Some of it, some of it will be that. Some of it will, um, will be playing on people's fears. Quite honestly, for like gain for profiteering in some respects, because um, if you if you have the answers, what kind of, name some things you've seen or heard so far that are not helpful. Um, so so, um, you know, a blaming God. And what I mean by that is, you know, this is God's punishment on what is happening. I went, I went when I was in college, um, and there was a, there were the Malibu fires that were happening. And I mm-hmm. remember someone, someone saying, well, you know, it's, it's because of the people who live there, you know, this is God's punishment on them. Um, which 25 years later, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't say that anymore because that's God's punishment on all of Southern California and right. Northern California. Cause we have lots of fires Yeah, uh, or Australia entire towns wiped out yeah so i mean uh, that that sort of blaming of god as this is punishment um i don't think that's helpful because i don't no. think that's how that works yeah this may be look i disagree with i've been sent this very popular um statement attributed to a number of christian leaders now i mean right. it, everyone well this person said well that well who knows who actually said this We've kicked God out of schools in America. We've kicked them out of the, you know, you know what I'm talking about, that, right. that email. Right. Um, man, but that's tough to say to, to uh, communities and, 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 and a country and a, a world that's 
reeling from the effects of this virus? Is it, is it because we just, God is angry? Right. It, is, and is let loose this horrible pestilence upon us to teach us a lesson. A pestilence. That is a, that's, a, that's, <laughs> a good, that's a biblical <laughs> word. That is a for real word. Um, um, I will, yeah, I don't think it's helpful. I don't think it's good theology, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. I also don't think it's, um, I don't think it's helpful in some regards. Um, but, you know, there's people who are always going to, you know, throw the proverbial grenade into people's lives because they just like to burn everything down, um, which is a quote from The Dark Knight. I apologize. <laughs> I just, I may have just watched it with my son on Saturday night. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. But some people do. Some people just want to want to destroy things sometimes so that they can build them up and be the answer to those questions, mm -hmm. which I think you got to be careful with. Um, I also think some things that are not helpful are... Um, are are creating more hysteria right by mm -hmm. saying you know this is it it's all over um I, I that's not that's not helpful because a if you're wrong and it's not all over people have to pick up their own lives and their own pieces from that particular worldview second of all i don't think it's hopeful i don't think it gives people hope and um the third thing is i don't i don't think that having all the answers is actually all that helpful either even though it sounds like it, and as leaders, we often have a tendency to want to solve everyone's problems. I, I don't know that that's helpful. I think the first job of a leader is to inspire, mm. right? And I think leaders often don't spend the time to be inspired themselves. And so they, they try to inspire through fear. They try to inspire through you know, process or, or being clever. You know, I got a three-point way that this is going to get fixed. If you just do this, then your spiritual life is going to be mm. greater. Mm. I mean, come on. The people mm. are more complex than that. I, I think our job is to inspire people to hope, to inspire people to courage, to inspire people to grace and compassion. Uh, as Christians, that's what we're—that's what our job is as Christian leaders, um, and to point them obviously to Jesus and and His mission in the world. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. when we've decided we have all the answers, or when we've decided that um, this is God's fault, or when we've decided that, um, yeah, I, I just think I just think that sometimes we're not helpful. And I, and I also think that we get a great deal of, you know, we, we live sometimes with a little bit too much self-importance. I mean, we're sitting here making a podcast, assuming that someone's going to want to listen to it. <laughs> my wife has to listen because, you know. Oh, I don't. My wife does. You won't listen? My wife's not going to listen oh, to this. Sarah. No, she'll listen to it because you're on it. She's, she hears me all the time. I'm not that impressed, <laughs> quite honestly. A wonderful woman who is much mm. smarter than me. That's why she's Both. not impressed with me. Yeah, same, same, yes. Our women, our, our spouses are way smarter. Right, and us. just to be clear, the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is not so much that I think we've got all the answers for people. No. I just really enjoy having a conversation. I always have a lot of fun and feel inspired after it when I speak to you. And so I just want to continue that and see if we can see if anybody else feels that way. You, and you inspire me, Tim, also. And I think, look, I think my, the reason why I'm, I'm doing this with you too is that um, we are, we're being asked these questions by right. a lot of people that we know and love. Right. And if, if, if we are discussing it together and we're finding our conversations meaningful, um, I thought maybe we should do it in a more broad, right. or at least make them a, our, our conversations available to other people to listen to. These are not answers. I want to make that clear too. Yes, I agree with you. Well, I, there's certainly... Well, what, some, things, some things I'm convicted of, right. I do believe. Ooh, I like the word. Yes. Convicted. I can't um, even make my voice do that. That's <laughs> beautiful. I mean, but those are, those are things that we should always be convicted of, no matter what's happening in the world. Um, and um, yeah, um, 
I do th- look. I to, to go back to your point, and and then I have a follow up question to you. The um the inspiring inspiring is the point now, and if what you're listening to or what you are um what's guiding you right now is leading you to more anxiety, running to Costco to buy up all the lentils or beans or whatever, hoarding Purell. I've learned you don't actually, you don't actually need a lot of lentils to last a long time because my wife sent me to the store to buy lentils (laughs) and apparently I bought way too much. So I feel like we're good for months at this point from what I'm told. I don't know how many lentils it takes to make lentils. (laughs) They're small, I thought. Um, so we all know that the Gillespie household has the stash of lentils we need if something goes down. We've got. You want to publish your uh, your address, <laughs> home address, so we can come to your house? No, you know what? That's actually interesting. And I know you're going to get back to your points, but if I can put a little caveat here. Yes. I saw um, a meme or whatever that was like gun owners looking at, you know, non-gun owners, um, you know, and how they're, they're stocking up for the gun owners because the gun owners are going to come through. Th- that rhetoric to me, that's yeah. frightening. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially this happened to be a person of faith who posted it. Um, and, and it was a joke, right? It was a joke. People are making jokes. I get it. But, but, um, I'm not, I'm not someone who, I I don't have Mm -hmm. guns. That would just never been something that my family has done. Never been something that's been part of our world. And, um, and I know there are people who absolutely love it, but I think a Christian response needs to be very mindful and very thoughtful when it comes to that, because I don't see any of that in um, the way that Jesus lived his life. Yeah, I don't, listen, I don't want to comment on gun ownership now, but but I will say that if your first reaction to the news and everything you're, you're how you're feeding yourself during this this time is is to go run and get a gun and more ammo, um, something's, something's not good about that. Something's not communal. Doesn't feel, doesn't feel like the right reaction, right? Right. So we need to do more to inspire, um, for leaders, mm-hmm. inspire how th- this kind of thinking. How do we get through this together? Right. How and much I, toilet paper is enough? Right. I think what you said is actually a little bit controversial, at least within within Western Christendom, in yeah. some respects, in North American. What, Christendom. what was controversial? I, I think talking about that not being a first response, um, because I think I think that culture within the United States, especially even within with the, amongst Christians, that's pretty interesting to me, and that's probably. A whole well, other conversation. I don't want to go down that. Let's give it thirty hole. seconds. Okay. So hear me correctly. I didn't say that the what's the Second Amendment? Is that the one? That's the one. Um, is that I'm I, I support it. Fine. Right. Yes. Me too. It's just the first reaction right. to a a crisis. Is it protect me and mine and my lentils <laughs> at any cost? <laughs> and you made, um, it, you made it personal. Or is it hey how do how do I participate in making and getting us through as a community right um through this no that's together a, I, like i really appreciate that i i, I think that's a i don't want to think first where are the gillespies hiding the lentils um <laughs> do i have a gun to go ne- get it you'll never find them we've <laughs> hidden them well actually i don't know where the lentils are right now so they've been <laughs> hidden from me on the other hand i don't know how to make lentils we should we should call this episode of the podcast lentils lentil just and, lentils. and the end of times um yeah so i think we began with inspiring right and what the kind of and the question i wanted to follow up with mm-hmm. is since we know what kind of leadership and the kind of things that a leader can do 
to inspire fear instead of um, confidence mm-hmm. or peace, um, what are the things that do? Like the opposite, the opposite right. is, you know, make you afraid. What are, what are the kind of things that you can do? And, and I just want to say a word of um, appreciation to you, Tim, and your team here at Crosswalk for how you have led in, in these times. Um, it's, been, it's been exceptional. Oh, well, thank you. We're, um, we're not that far into it. Give us, you may want to feel Yeah, it'd be completely, no, go completely the, south this week. The, the team here is phenomenal. I'm really blessed. Uh, so if I could answer that question, man, I think that we have to talk about the transcendence that God has given to humanity, right? The, the ability, I think of Philippians 4, right? Where, where Paul is in the worst possible situation that he could, he could be in, in the Mamertine prison, just, you know, basically in a sewer. If somebody's not there to bring you food, you're not going to eat. Mm. It's just the worst situation. And he writes this letter in, in all the book of Philippians, four chapters. He writes this incredibly positive letter um, where he's saying, listen, you know, you sent this guy to me. It, it's okay. I don't need him. He's worried about you. I'm going to send him back to you. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I've learned the secret to being content, whether in plenty or in want whether naked or well-clothed, whether well-fed or hungry. And then he says, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And he's not talking about some superhuman strength. He's not, he's talking about the situation is not going to be the thing that defines the peace in his life because his peace is internal. It's not external. And it's not, um, it's not coming from, from an outside source that will allow him to be. He has something that is so deep and transcendent and probably transparent as well, but just transparent, transcendent. It's going to carry him through any situation that he's, that he's going through. And he was going through a horrible situation. He didn't write this in the best of times. He Mm. wrote it in the worst of times. Christianity has always grown under duress, Right. In fact, when Christianity becomes the the predominant culture, it's when it begins to fall apart, like the civilization that it's part of. Mm. Uh, Christianity, faith, will always be the thing that carries us through. And if 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 our faith doesn't do that, do we believe, or what is it that we believe? In? What is the our faith is only as good as the object of our faith, mm. right? Paul's Paul's uh, the object of Paul's faith was nothing that he had done, but everything of what Jesus was. And, and that's, I think, the kind of Christian, at least, you know, faith-oriented leadership that, that will help us transcend the human condition when we talk about the human, you know, the, the very best of humanity and what we can be. Because I think what we'll see after this is our stories of incredible sacrifice, mm. incredible giftedness, incredible leadership. I mean, we'll be inspired for years, for generations will be inspired to see what's mm. what's happening. I don't know if we're all prepared for that, at least in, in America right now, um, because I think we have become, you know, probably a little bit lazy because it's been really easy to get stuff, not for everyone by any means, but for a lot of us. And even our struggles haven't really been struggles, maybe. Yeah. And I don't want to undermine anybody's, you know, mental or behavioral health or anything that people go through because I, I can't, you know, it, there's a lot. But, but I think this is a time to maybe galvanize the very best of humanity mm-hmm. and help us live through that. And that's what I want to see with my neighbors. That's what we want to be here at the church is, is a source of transcendence yeah. for those kind of situations. And I, I think that leadership plays a lot. I think the w- language people use um, makes a lot of difference within that. Mm. What would you say to somebody leading their, their family at home today? Oh, 
you know i've been thinking about that because i was i was up quite early this morning working on some things and and i was sending texts to my family at like 3 30 in the morning which i i'm hoping none of them got was your daughter changed your text your text um <laughs> group too yeah I, I made a i made a family group text with my mom included and it was called COVID 19 um which you know i, I was being very practical in it that's for this time you know like we when i when we flew to denver a few weeks ago i made denver trip so, so my daughter t- changed it to kung flu i thought that was so much better oh it's good to have her home so how do you lead in the home listen um here's an interesting statistic from value genesis that uh, my father was a part of for 30 years um what is value genesis value genesis is a is a research study of of Seventh-day Adventist denominational youth um, having to do with faith maturity, internal and external, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, one of the fascinating statistics was simply this, that um, that only 17% of people do family worship. Wow. But um, from, that, from that 17% that do family worship, 90% of the people involved find it really meaningful. So that's, I think, a really easy way to start is to simply... Um, to simply sit down with your family and open up scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Find some words of hope and peace. And and this is not advertisement, even though it will sound like it. Crosswalk will be putting that out every single day, some resources that you can use to to just share with your family, maybe a, a little, you know, application that the kids can do if you have smaller kids. Um, Karen, mm-hmm. our children's pastor, is going to do that. And um, just be a, a sense of, a, a source of consistency, love, and hope in your mm. family because they're no different than any other organization, right? They're full of people who have anxiety, yes. full of people who, and chances are whoever it is that's leading that family at the time, whether it's mom, dad, or whatever, um, you know, your kids are looking to you to see how they're supposed to yeah. respond to a yeah. crisis, yeah. to see what it means to be a person of faith in, in times of, of deep stress yeah. and, and acute anxiety. You know, if we can, if we can, if we can translate our sense of security in Jesus to them, man, that's, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. You remember the moment this last weekend, we, we were sitting around after lunch, um, just cause we can get ourselves worked up yep. with all the facts coming out and yeah. the headlines are popping into our phones and, and we're like, well, they shut down this border and well, the, the infection rate is this. And, and, right. uh, we were having this conversation in front of one of our kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember the moment where, when you turn to one of the, to, to the, the, our child who was listening in. It's not our child, it's my child. Your child. I, just, I'm trying you, to I know it, you're trying to be trying general. To it, uh, we'll just, and I just thought it was really a moment of uh, an aha moment for all of us. Hey, these kids are listening. Yeah. And the, the, the last thing they need is for the adults to sound like we are spinning ourselves into anxiety and out of control. They need to hear honest the truth from us, but um, we need to make sure that they hear. We also believe in in. We have a rock, mm-hmm. you know. I, I felt like singing on Christ's solid rock. I stand yeah, for man. a moment. The old hymn, just like kids would know. Look, we're gonna. You're gonna hear your. You may hear your parents talking about this. But it doesn't mean we are. The things are hopeless right, right now. So we gotta be careful how we talk about this around our kids. Yeah, right. I think you're right. I think that that. Um, <clears throat> juxtaposition of of honesty mm. and clarity in what we believe in and how we believe we're going to get through this is really important 
Um, because, because like you said, the downward spiral is super easy, right? On a good day, you can get into a YouTube spiral. Yeah. Um, today, it can be, it can be deadly. I mean, it can stop us from from being able to function. There's so much anxiety, and um, or maybe nobody's feeling that. Maybe we're the only ones. Um, right? I, I think I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, but, think, so. I don't think so. Yeah, and it, I mean, our kids need. I was thinking about my kids this morning, just the, um, just how incredibly precious they are and what they're going to have to offer to the world. Mm. And we have this moment to curate, curate their growth through this. Yeah. And when you think about it intentionally, because it's going to be easy, it's going to be easy to, um, kind of trip and fall through this. Yeah. Um, our, our friend Rod Long from Australia, this morning when we were all, all of our friends were texting way too early and probably too late for him. I don't even know what time it was for him. He sent this beautiful article um, about this woman who is in Wuhan. Who, who I guess her husband had challenged her to say something good about what had happened. They'd been sequestered for seven weeks, was it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, and she started to talk about the beauty of their family relationships and what was, um, like what had come out of that. Mm. And I mean, it was in, it was inspirational. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it, beautiful. It was a, it was just a treatise on what it meant to be family in this time, and how life had gotten simpler and relationships had gotten deeper. And I mean, we that's what we want. Her right? ability to observe um, had had gotten sharper, more focused. Um, she was talking about watching spring beginning to mm. flower. Yeah. How she had never noticed birds in her community in Wuhan because she was just, uh, the noise and the pollution and just didn't make it possible. She didn't know there was birds right. in her yeah. neighborhood. Um, I love that. You know, um, I, just wanna, I just wanna make clear that when Rod sent us that, I said, I claimed it, that I would I know, preach it you first did. and you did, just did it. You but just, here's what happens. When you say it first, it's yours. <laughs> That's how that works. And I was exercising last night when that came through. That was not fair for you to call it. I was riding my stationary bike, you know, like, and you just, ah, it's mine. Forget it, man. Forget it. That's not that's fair. The, that's the rule of our texting group is that if someone claims a story, they get to use it first. And apparently you just broke that rule. So. I did. You know, but we're, in, we're in new times, man. We're living in a new reality. <laughs> it's just the scarcity of illustration. As you would steal toilet paper, <laughs> I will use your illustration, which is not yours. It was actually Rod's. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll joke in aside. Here's one one word I would say about what it's got me thinking about is that we forgot. To, so everyone's quoting Matthew 6 right now. Mm-hmm. It's like the go-to COVID-19 text. <laughs> the Do not be afraid. Right. Um, do, 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 does the flower in the field concern itself for tomorrow? I'm not saying that's a, it's wrong. or I'm just saying it's great, but... What everyone forgot is the first section of that text is um, is Jesus saying, um, "Consider," which means slow down, stop. Mm-hmm. And um, if we're gonna get preachy, I don't know. Are we allowed to? Yeah, yeah. Um, the original text in Greek doesn't actually. We don't actually have a, a great translation for it. For so the best the best way we can translate it is 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 stop pay attention and consider what's really happening around you. Mm. Before Jesus moves on to don't worry, right. he's telling us stop and, and take take time to pay attention to what's really happening mm. around you. And I think that's what that story from that Rod sent us yeah. is teaching me is that 
you know, there may be danger around, but if you stop and pay attention, you're going to notice things that you hadn't before that are beautiful right. and are good. And there's opportunity here for real growth. And yeah, that's beautiful. In fact, that's so beautiful. We're not going to um, post this podcast and I'm going to use that in a sermon. You, um, you thank would. You. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Not to, not to break the spell by any moment, mm. but um, I, I love that though. Right. Mm. I love that, that once you consider what God has already done, you don't worry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you recognize like, it's okay. I like, I'm even, we're in a, we're in an office with pretty significant windows, um, that I'm not looking out of your, you have the opportunity. I'm looking at a beautiful sky. It is beautiful. You're looking at me. That's sort of beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful in a different way. Beautiful in a, maybe we shouldn't go down there. We only have a minute left. Listen, Mm. this is, man, I appreciate those words. Thank you. Um, what I, what I think, what I think we're going to have to do is we're going to have to um, let our faith be challenged. Hmm. Um, and that's okay because it's probably not enough. And we're going to come out of this as a stronger group of believers, people who have recognized the, the reality of faith. And, um, and that's not a bad thing. And I don't think God sent this so that that might happen. That's a strange theology to me, but the idea that um, this can be used to strengthen a whole generation's worth of faith. You know, I want to see my kids come out of this stronger and more, more faithful in the way that they're going to live their lives. So anyway, uh, this has been today's conversation. Sam Lenore, Tim Gillespie, thank you guys for joining in. Mm-hmm.